Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Especially when President Trump runs and wins again because he was the first president to stand up to China. I mean, what a contrast. We went from a secure border to chaos. We went from stable prices to record inflation. We went from safe streets to record crime. And we went from standing up to China to giving in to China. I mean, that is the, that's what the American people see. And oh, on top of that, it's what the Biden administration, the left, has done to our freedoms with this whole COVID issue and the attacks on the First Amendment with our speech, the attacks on our privacy, the attacks on our freedom. And Americans have said, we've had it. And we're, here's the good news. You started to see it a few months ago when a bunch of people in Virginia first started with moms and it was moms and dads who said, don't make our kids wear masks in school. Don't teach them this crazy curriculum. And Glenn Youngkin winds up being the next governor in the blue state of Virginia. And then a few weeks after that, it was 12 jurors in Kenosha, Wisconsin, who said, we don't care what the mainstream press is saying. We don't care what the mob outside the courthouse is saying. We're going to stick to the facts, the truth and due process and reach the right decision. And now it's truckers in Canada, maybe a trucker convoy and, and, and protest coming to America. People have had it with the attack on freedom and all the crazy policies from the left. You know, I always like Jim Jordan. There's something about him that I like. He's, he's a feisty guy there. <laughs> I've always liked him. Uh, welcome back. If you missed any of my episodes this week, uh, this week, excuse me, just a quick recap. Uh, Monday, Eric Adams is a racist. Tuesday was about John Hopkins University. Uh, Wednesday was China and Argentina are a threat. And yesterday was uh, uh, quite a few topics, Valentine's Day, police officers, but mainly about, uh, I think the best part about it was um, Joe Biden passing out crack pipes. <laughs> that one was good. Also, on a normal day, when I check my messages and whatnot, I am generally getting a lot of hate mail, people that would like me to go kill myself and call me. <laughs> white supremacist and any other racial names that they get it's it's comical and uh definitely inspires me to continue because uh i see i'm getting under people's skin but i got a pretty nice message the other day so from farmer drew farmer drew uh first of all thank you sir you served in the marine corps thank you for serving the country retired police officer i don't want to give out the city that he was in just in case Retired police officer, thank you for serving the people, and is now a farmer, and I love that. Americana at its best. So, Farmer Drew, thanks for a change of pace and sending a nice message. Generally, I'll get something more or less along the lines of, go kill yourself. <laughs> Always a good time, but it's nice every once in a while to get, you know, something nice that somebody says to you. So, all right, well, Jim Jordan was pointing out a lot of the contrasts between who's in power now versus what it was like when Donald Trump was in America. Republicans have been under attack. We've been called everything under the sun. Conservatives have been called that. And if you're an independent and you show any right-leaning tendencies, I'm sure that you are vilified Excuse me, as well. Over the past couple years, I mean, we've been frequently called terrorists. It's not a big surprise. DHS a few months back, um, even we're equating concerned parents 
going to school board meetings and voicing their opinions uh, uh, against critical race theory were, in fact, terrorists. Well, (laughs) it hasn't changed much. Any proliferating narratives the Biden administration deems false or misleading qualifies as a terrorism threat, according to the National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin released by the Biden administration's DHS, and uh, got quite a bit of backlash. I'm going to give you the full story in case you have not seen it. The bulletin issued on Monday by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security addresses the terrorism threat to the U.S. homeland. In it, the country is described as being in a heightened threat of environment. Due to factors such as online content featuring false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis-, dis-, and mal-information introduced and or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. The threat actors are accused of seeking to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in the government institutions and to encourage unrest, which could potentially lead to acts of violence. Citizens are also being warned of mass casualty attacks and other acts of targeted violence by those acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances. The bulletin also designates individuals and small cells motivated by a range of foreign and or domestic grievances often cultivated through the consumption of certain online content as the primary terrorism-related threat to the country. The convergence of violent extremists' ideology, false or misleading narratives, and conspiracy theories will have and will continue to contribute to a heightened threat of violence in the United States is what it states. Both unsubstantiated widespread election fraud and the coronavirus are listed as examples of subjects in which false or misleading narratives are being proliferated online. Grievances associated with these themes inspired violent extremist attacks during 2021, supposedly, is what it claims. I'm going to take a wild guess and say the violent extremist that they're trying to point out there would be the January 6th, uh... Capital riots, that would be my guess. They don't go into further detail. If there is any doubt that the government is trying to weaponize itself against the people, this pretty much says it all. If you read between the lines, when they're talking about content people, they're talking about people like myself, for sure. They're not talking about anybody on the left. This is an attack solely on people who are questioning their narrative. So it is an attack. 100% on free speech. And how all of a sudden does the Biden administration get to deem what is or is not mis- or disinformation? Who made them God? I don't recall that ever happening. They're going to go after people like myself. They'll always start with the big names. They'll work their way down the line. But they're going to go after people like myself and any other content uh, personality that you listen to that strives to find real information to report real information, not as journalists, as commentators. I'm not a journalist. I've never claimed to be one, but I know what I read and I know what I see and I know what I look up and I comment on these things. And you could either agree with my comments, like them, think they're funny, dislike them, hate me. It is what it is, but it's just my commentary on a situation and the way I see it. Currently, I see 
DHS is being weaponized by the Biden administration to go after anybody that disagrees with the narratives and they want to silence our voices. We're actually now being equated to terrorists. How is this okay in America when people are just trying to seek the truth? I mean, let's look really at what happened here. A year ago, two years ago, we're all conspiracy theorists. Anybody that had anything to say negative about masks or shots pertaining to the coronavirus, anybody saying that Biden's son Hunter's being protected by big tech, anybody that says big tech and the government are in bed, all the things that we say that they're like, oh, that's all conspiracy theories. They don't know what they're talking about. They're spreading misinformation everywhere. Give it a little time. And one by one, they all prove that we were right. Now, some of us felt in our hearts that we were right the entire time. What we saw, what we read, we, what you're we analyzing for ourselves to us appeared to be right. And we voiced our opinion. We challenged them saying, what you're telling me doesn't make sense. That's not what I'm seeing. That's not what I'm reading. That's not what I'm finding. But you're expecting me to believe it. So we call it out. And because we've called it out, now... We're being labeled by the Biden administration as terrorists. They're claiming that everything that we have said about coronavirus, what we've said about the government, what we've said about Hunter and China and everything else has all been false and that we are lying and spreading misinformation to you. Let me tell you what they're scared of. I know I keep saying this, and if you haven't had a chance, please really look into the Great Reset. Please, it is happening all around you. If you're not paying attention, then you just think it's a bunch of people that either A, they don't know what the hell they're talking about, or B, they're just scared and they're fear-mongering. I don't know. Look into it. You'll see for yourself. It is what's going on around you. The problem is, is people like myself are informing you and trying to sound the alarm so that everybody pays attention and not everybody on the right side. Not everybody independent, not everybody Democrat, everybody. We're all here in America. People want the country to stay as it was. We want the country to be at a point where, yes, politics are politics, but our day-to-day lives aren't being impacted. We are free people and we get to live our lives the way we want to live them. Okay. They are scared because since we are awakening people, And people are starting to see what they are actually doing ultimately will end up destroying their sinister plot to take over the globe. So what's the easiest way to get rid of all of us? Deem us and label us as terrorists. Go after us and shut us all up. Silence us. So that way you will only ever hear one side of the story, the fictitious story that they make up for you to believe as they do their evil deeds behind your back. That is where we are at. It is very, very dangerous that this government is getting so big and it is now weaponizing itself against the people, the people of the United States. We are the United States, not the government. The United States belongs to us. They have forgotten that. They need to be retaught that. You are not in power. You are an elected official. You are a servant 
to the people. The people retain the power in this United States, and it needs to be remembered by everybody. We hold the power. So let's do the things that we know we need to do to regain that power. And certainly don't let them say that we are terrorists because we voice our opinions or we challenge the narrative. Let me tell you something. For any Democrat that's out there that listens to me, for any independent that's out there, they may silence us today. But if you think you're not on the list, it's us first because we're the resistance, followed by you. You'll be the easy one to get to in the end. So this is a warning message. It should be a warning message to all Americans that once the government thinks they can weaponize a department to come after the people, that's going to be a problem. All right. The inflation report just came out. Seven and a half percent, highest it's been in 40 years. 40 years. Think about how old you are. If you're under 40, you've never seen inflation. And because you'd be so little at the time, you wouldn't even know what it was. Reagan fixed inflation up pretty good. Carter was running at about 19%. It's amazing we're only at 7.5%. I expected that number to jump at least another point. I'm glad that... I'm Okay, uh, it's like a double-edged sword here. I'm glad it didn't go as high as I thought, but 7.5% is still bad because everything is costing more. Our, do- our dollar is being devalued daily because the Fed is printing money like it's going out of style. You know, this is not the way to run an economy. Joe Biden and his gang of misfits need to stop spending money. They need to start raising rates and burning cash. Yes, it's going to hurt on the short term when they raise rates because things are going to get even more expensive for the short run. But if they do what is right to actually stop inflation, stop recklessly spending, start raising interest rates, start burning cash, it will eventually simmer back down and will get, it'll strengthen the dollar, and we'll get back to some type of normalcy with what things should cost. You know, side note, a buddy of mine went to buy a a vehicle the other day. And you know, everybody's talking about the chip shortage and vehicle shortages and whatnot. He goes in to a Chevy dealership and he's looking to buy a, uh, I think it was a Tahoe for his wife. When he gets in there, the sticker price on the car is $55,000. So he goes over to talk to the guy, he wants to make the deal, he's going to put his down payment, whatever it is. Guy comes back with the final numbers, and he's looking at him, and he goes, whoa, 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 I gave you X amount down, why am I financing 65? Why, I mean, why is the cost, excuse me, why is the cost of the truck 65? It was 50, sticker price 55, how's it at 65? He said it's a $10,000 dealer fee. He said, a what? <laughs> imagine, imagine the shock there. It's a $10,000 dealer fee on a new car. So he goes, I'm not paying that. And he goes, you're going to pay it here. You're going to pay it somewhere else. Everybody's doing it. So he decided to walk away at the moment. He went and checked out a different dealership. They were at 15000 This is not the way to do business. You can't haggle on real car, on new cars anymore. They're not selling for sticker price. What he ended up finding out was that they're selling at a minimum for 10000 over sticker price because the demand is so high because inventory is so low because we don't produce anything here. Because we have, over the years, offshored so much manufacturing 
that we no longer produce enough here where we can't do it ourselves anymore. We are reliant on other countries, mainly China, for almost everything. I mean, what are we truly manufacturing here anymore? So because of political greed and the fact that they like to bend the knee to China, all the people at the bottom are going to feel the pain. Whether we feel it through the price increase because demand's so low because we don't have the product, whether we feel it because you have a decrepit old man that's in a room in the White House somewhere signing executive orders to stop gas pro- or oil production, or whether the mismanagement of the economy, the overspending, we got inflation at 7.5%. Who gets hurt the most? Everyone at the bottom. We all feel it the most. Every time you buy anything. So don't be surprised if you see inflation continue to rise as this administration goes on and on. I mean, we got, God, almost three more years. (laughs) Oh, man. It's going to be a long three years. Hopefully we do very well in November and we get some American-loving, American-first people in the House and the Senate And that way we can start taking care of us first and not worrying about enriching other countries by hurting ourselves. Oh, and I would like to make a correction. Now, I told you elections are coming in November and obviously they're still coming. That's not where, (laughs) obviously, I don't get, I don't have the power to change them. Uh, If I did, believe me, I would redo the presidency because this guy that's there now is just a complete moron. However, I was thinking about the elections coming up in November And I had told you prior to this episode that you watch that COVID, the left is going to be like, what COVID? You know, they're going to get rid of all the restrictions. They're going to want to make sure that you're not feeling the squeeze and feeling the pain. And hopefully that you're very forgetful about the way that they ran your lives and stripped your freedoms from you. Uh, One correction I would like to make, the more I've been thinking about it, the more I'm partially right, and well, I would say I'm right. They want you to forget about it, but I want to add something on to it. And what that is, is they don't have anything to run on. The more I thought about it, I'm like, really, what are they going to run on for elections this year in November? Well, what do they have? I know every state's a little different. Maybe your local Democrats have some local things that they've done for your state that I'm unaware of that maybe makes it attractive to vote them back in. I I couldn't say on a local level, but at least on a national level, when I look around, I'm going, they really have nothing to run on. You know, we just talked about inflation is through the roof. Everybody's feeling the pain at the pump. You're feeling the pain at the stores. You can't get new cars. You can't get products, shortages on the shelf, mishandling of coronavirus, foreign relations are a mess. Afghanistan was a mess. Russia's a mess. The world is more or less on the verge of World War III. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what in the world are they going to run on? And it just dawned on me. I was sitting in the back room and the kids are watching. I think it was Hey Arnold. My wife was knitting something or crocheting something. And I'm piddling around on my phone and I'm going, you know what? These arrogant pieces of trash are going to use coronavirus and say that it was a victory. 
They have to. They got nothing else to run on. So you're going to have these left, these extreme left governors and mayors that have locked you up and have stripped your freedoms and forced you to wear things on your face and all the things that they've done to you over the past two years. And they're going to say, see, because of our diligence and we were sorry, we didn't want to do it to you. But because of that, look, we have beaten coronavirus. It's got to be. I'm sitting there thinking they got nothing else, and they're certainly not going to try to take an L. They're not going to say, oh, we messed up. Yeah, we're sorry. We screwed the pooch on that one. You know, hey, we shouldn't have done what we did. We're so sorry because that's not going to fly. So they're going to end up flipping it, and as arrogant as they are, they're going to say that they beat coronavirus naturally they're going to leave out any science because let's be honest they are definitely not the party of science as much as they like to say we're not the party of science they don't follow any science at the drop of a hat now concerned for their re-election bids they're going to change change direction and try to say oh well all restrictions gone we're going to make it go away sweep it under the rug yay we won look what we did yay and they're going to try to win re-election they didn't follow any science CDC's telling them still wear masks. Biden administration's telling them still wear masks, even though these uh, blue state governors and mayors and everybody, they're canceling the mandates because they got to have something to run on. So since they need something to run on and they don't follow the science, they're going to pound their chest and say, hey, we're the ones that did it. When scientifically following the science of how viruses work, The virus has now been through three or four mutations and it has quickly mutated to something that is not deadly. It doesn't attack your lung and lung tissue the way it used to. The Omicron is just like getting a common cold anymore. So the virus did what viruses do over the natural course of time. And it has just mutated itself to something that we can easily handle that doesn't require any hospitalization, doesn't require any types of real heavy treatments. There'll be regular over-the-counter treatments that we could take for it when you get sick and we're back to normal. The left ain't going to say that. I'll say it. Anybody that has a couple marbles rolling around that studies the stuff will say the same thing I'm saying, I'm sure. Just give give it a little bit of time and everybody will start saying the same thing. Um, is going to say, no, the virus mutated, did what it does. It's not deadly and let's move on with our lives, but they're going to try to use this as a win. And I'm curious to see how that's going to take, because you do have some of these people that are literally have been convinced by the left. They believe their life is in danger. They are afraid for their lives. I'm curious to see their reaction now that they're like, okay, all restrictions over. Take your masks off. They're going to be like, what? No, I can't take my mask off. I'm going to die. Why Why are you doing this? You're not following the science. What's going on? You watch. I'm curious to see the reaction to that because I'm sure they're going to get blowback even from those people on their side because they don't believe it. You've been feeding them for two years. These are the things that you have to do to stay safe, to stay alive. If you want to survive this apocalyptic event, this is what you must do. 10 masks, 50 shots, take all this medications and pills, hide in your house, don't see anybody, and you'll live. What are they going to do with those people? (laughs) <laughs> oh man, I'm curious to see their reaction because I'm sure it's not going to be pleasant. We're going to have to wait and see. Let it all play out. 
in the end, we are going to win. Sanity will always win. Even if things get crazy for a while and erupt, sanity will always win in the end. All right, that was another week for me. Yeah, it's getting a little easier. Third week, I'm kind of getting in the groove, figuring out my timing and everything. So <laughs> uh, I'm happy to be doing it. Uh, it's easier to get things out a little quicker, and I'm not getting frustrated like I was in the past where it's like I see something on a Friday, and I've already recorded on a Thursday. <laughs> it might have Friday episodes out, and I'm like, oh, God, I would like to say something about that, and i got to wait till Tuesday, and by the time Tuesday rolls around, everybody and their third cousin has talked about it. You're sick and tired of hearing about it, so i got to figure out something new and change directions. So I'm, five days a week is, is going pretty well for me. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please, I ask, uh, rate and review me. It's a great help, uh, especially, I guess, pertaining to Apple. That, Apple's weird, man. I don't understand the charts because uh, downloading, I don't know how you get on the charts. It can't be by downloads. I can tell you that as far as my downloads go, they're pretty high. So I would assume I should be popping in and out of the charts somewhere. I don't see myself in the charts, so I don't really know how all that works. I don't know if it's by reviews or ratings. God knows. But... If you would, please rate and review me. If you'd like to follow me, Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. If you'd like to follow me on Gla- uh, Gab or Parlor, I'm at The Real Little Joe. If you'd like to follow me on CloudHub, I'm at Little Joe CC. And if you'd like to check out any videos that I do, please go to Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner, YouTube, Little Joe CC. And you can also go to my website, littlejoecc.com. If you'd like to contact me, go to the contact section. And that's it. Have a beautiful and blessed weekend. Enjoy your family. We will do it again on Monday.